0: All right. Hey, it's good to talk.
1: To you. Yeah, you
0: too. Thank you, yeah. Robert. I appreciate the you know I, getting on this and and joining me for uh, my podcast here. Welcome Got to Between it. the Fur. And uh, yeah, this is. This I'm is only a, doing. Big it. I difference. like mountain lion. I'm only doing this as I like mountain lions. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I yeah. appreciate your love for animals. There. <laughs> yeah,
1: man. I don't like chickens. I don't like, I don't like no chickens. Okay. If you were in a chicken costume, forget it.
0: Thank you. Yes. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the chicken, you know, I, when I, the first time I was like, wait, 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 you can get paid for that.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Holy cow.
0: That's what, yeah. So, you know, I, I have to, I have to this here with, uh, you know, telling everyone that it, it, this is like, Talk with Superman for me, okay?
1: I'm Rick so- James.
0: Bitch. I'm Rick James. Bitch. No, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> you're the man. So this right here is the man that got me it, starting in mime. I mean, got me. It. I didn't even know what mine was when I was a kid. I saw Robert Shields on TV. It was it. Then it was the Shields and Yarnell. Yeah, it was sir. yes and um it was a variety show it was the um the the uh, the clinkers yep oh my gosh yes and it was just absolutely something i i couldn't wait for each week i would sit there and watch the tv legs crossed right in front of it and i am uh wanting to be a mime. And I, I would, I would paint my face up, Robert. I would paint my face up. My My dad got me some makeup and he, he would, uh, you know, help me paint my face up. I would do talent shows. He would carry me in above his head. Like I was a statue and set me down. And then I would start my routine. Once he walked off, I was a Robert. robot. I was doing mime. I was, I I, I, would, I would walk around. Yeah, I was like, 13 14 still walking around my house like I was in a glass box walking up to my mom you know and like bumping yeah, yeah. into the glass with my mom because of wow. all the stuff that I saw you do and I I just absolutely immersed myself in that world at, you know for a long time there and had the best time you know just using my imagination that's the greatest nation the imagination yes absolutely absolutely so Okay, you know, according to your bio here that I found, you literally, literally ran away to and joined the circus. I mean yes. who did I I
1: actually wasn't really a circus. It was it was kind of a a, a sideshow, Royal American shows. They toured all over Canada and uh United States in the in the late sixties, and they had they had things like that. They had they still had sideshows with freaks and geeks and um a whole midway of just Crazy exhibits like giant rats from the sewers of Paris. Of course, there are prairie dogs dry, dyed gray. The missing link. They had the missing link. Of course, if you're a doctor or a nurse with proper credentials, you can get in free. It was just a bunch, bunch of resin bones um, in a in a big coffin. And the guy was, you know, all kinds of weird. Shit. There was all also the freaks, the fat woman, and the, the midgets, and the the great, the little people. Sorry, and all the little crazy things and i was robbie the robot i was when i was a basically back then there was no one doing the robot i kind of created that and that's the documentary that's coming out on me is called confessions of a robot it's about how that all happened you know because i was the first one to do that and so i was robbie the robot in this thing a guy would come out, goes latex rubber, eighteen thousand dollars with a mechanical genius. Ladies and gentlemen, Robbie the robot, glass eyes. This is a real machine, <laughs> and I would I would actually not. That's where I started. You know, I, I not blinking. I would actually not blink because I realized when I blink, people realize, ah, oh, that's real. So I I I really had tremendous discipline and worked on not blinking. And how I did that was I took a fork and jabbed it into my palm of my hand. And every time I started to blink, I would jab the fork in the palm of my hand and it never really drew blood just one time, but I would concentrate on the the pain in the palm of my hand and I, I I would avoid the tear ducts. I wouldn't blink. So that's when people really thought, oh my God, that's real. And I sprayed my hands with hairspray and um, I put this great makeup on, and I did that for a long time. That's how I learned, learned my craft and sideshows
0: and circuses and stuff like that. Oh my gosh! And that that craft just—I mean, watching you back then, I uh, I would study you and and just realize I realized that it was uh, it took that kind of concentration. I mean, I I actually would go to malls and. And try and do what you do and not blink. And, and yeah. I would to the malls and kind of sneak into pe- people's windows, <laughs> store windows, and stand there at, nice. like a mannequin. And try not to blink. And so Good I, I, I picked that up from you. And, you know, it, it, what an amazing – I, and I tell my kids all the time because my kids are mascots and um, uh, professionally now as well. And – you know, I'm always saying you—it's practice. You know, I didn't get where I was or where I am because you know, I, it just didn't happen. And it—it it, it takes years of just
1: studying. Yeah. and watching. Especially, you know. that's a whole other ball of wax what you do, but it's—it—it it, it falls under the same principle of what where where I'm coming from, which is clowning, miming, physical comedy. People always, you know, labeled us as mimes. And I went, God, I always hated that because I really don't like mime. I mean, I I do it, I do it well, but I, and there's a lot of great mimes. But I'm not really a mime fan. I don't like watching mime shows. I think they I think it's pretentious. I'm an entertainer in a physical comic. And back then when I was doing that show, yeah, the mime thing fit in because there weren't any mimes, so it was a very unique thing. There was just Marcel Marceau and us and Red Skelton. There wasn't any mimes on TV, and then once it started flooding, all these mimes started coming out. They were just god awful. You know, you see oh, like Tiger it commercials. It's just really—it's—it's it's not even miming; it's mugging. If I showed you real mime, and you would, you'd be blown—you'd be blown away because it's so amazing, it's so incredible, and it, it stems from great clowning like Chaplin, Buster Keaton. You know, um, Danny Kaye, Red Skelton, all that kind of stuff. Donald O'Connor. Um, I know you. I know you know that bit. Make them laugh. Don, Donald was a oh, dear yeah. friend. yeah, that's laugh a, that's
0: man. one
1: of the greatest. That's one of the greatest mime clown. You know, everything's in that piece. That is just a great I've number. I've watched
0: if that a hundred times.
1: Good, good for you. Good, and I know you because you're a real student, and I'm sure your mascots know that one too, right? I mean, they have to that's really where you want the good ones be. do. Yeah, the, if you're going to be a mascot, you got to be that good, okay? If you want to stand out and really just not be some guy in a in a dog costume and cheer on, you you have to be able to do backflips, front flips, you have to be able to do mime, clowning, you have to know pathos, you have to have to have you have to have dime stops. Dime stops, very important. And that's a little bit of knowledge there that I just threw out cuz I just drank Bunch can, you, of can you explain dime stops? Dime stop stop is a chow, boom, boom. You stop right on a dime. If yep. you look at videos of me on Shields and Yarnell, you can look at them on YouTube or my website, www.robertshields.com. There are videos on my website too. And you look, on, and you look at dime stops. Also, look at Fred Astaire doing Top Hat and all the old Fred oh. Astaire movies when he danced. He did the most beautiful dime stops. Michael Jackson, dime stops. I trained Michael Jackson back in the 70s. He'd come to my house. I'd, I'd teach, he'd teach him the robot. And, you know, and I was telling him then, you got to stop on a dime. And I've yeah. always been known for that. And a lot of Gene Kelly, dime stops. Eight turns, whoosh, pow, freeze, boom, and then move on. You know, it's like, a, and the sa- same thing with a mascot. You do a move, stop, freeze, boom, you know, punch it, punch it, pull back, freeze, hit it. It's, 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 it's like, uh, um, you know, um, well, and it's, 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 it's that timing thing that it's a timing thing. Exactly. But it's, it's stop. It's dime stops. So like when I do the robot, I don't just blend the moves together. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah, kind of
0: like if i did a visual with sound effects that's how it kind of might sound you know i can picture it right now honestly yeah. i mean and watch the trailer for uh this documentary coming out and i mean you still have everything just crisp i am i'm so impressed and i i you always will I, you
1: can't Ken,
0: Ken, kenny
1: baby you always will as long as you do your yoga your your your, your stretching you never want to give it up. I'm 70 years old, man. I'm still a 32 waist. I'm never going to get a punch on me. I don't, the minute my pants feel like, oh, I, I stop eating any, any weird thing. Like my, maybe I love bread, you know, but I'm just saying you got to watch, watch what you eat and work out and do yoga for life, man, yoga for yeah. life, ballet, plies, you know, all the, you know, the, the drill, you know, lift weights, all that stuff, you know, and you always have it. You will never lose it. You'll always yeah. be there.
0: You know? I'm so glad. Cause I, I, I'm, I'm at quest. I, I work out every day. I, Good. I yoga, I stretch. Uh, I'm even doing breathing things now. Good. Um, uh, but you know, it, it, it's that I love the dime stop. I have, when I, when I instruct people, I, I tell people all the time, Hey, I can tell a whole story by not moving at all, you know, When I'm when I'm moving and I'm doing my thing and I all of a sudden stop, it grabs your attention. They want to know what's next, and all of a sudden, and they also have an opportunity to process what you just did too. So
1: exactly, exactly, especially if you're wearing a costume like that, you got to really play big. You got to really. Dime stops would be really, really important to freeze all because, you know, a lot of times when you do nothing, it's way more powerful than when you do something, uh, especially in that kind of thing. There's nothing worse than just watching. D- just don't become one of the cheerleaders. You know, that's ridiculous. You, you, you need to be a cartoon character. You're out there. You're, you're not you're not real. You're an animated figure. So you have to think of yourself as animation. I've always thought of myself as, as animation when I do lizards or monkeys or marionettes. I am not real. I do my monkey routine or all the stuff I've done, you know, horses and elephants. And I, I i become the animal. I do a frog bit. I become the frog. I'm not a man acting like a frog. I am the frog. And so a lot of that stuff is—is is, uh, has a lot of those
0: kind of movements and freezes, a lot of freezes, you know. Yeah. You know, you hit on something right there. I always tell people, hey, look, if you're going to be in a costume, you, the worst thing that you can ever do, hands down, you never, ever, ever want to look like a guy in a costume. Exactly. That's the worst thing to me. I always wanted to be a step above. Every I, I first put on a costume. you know. In fact, my brother, he was like, dude, please, come on, man, do not be the mascot, man. Come on. I have a reputation. We were in high school together. I was like, you will get beat up every day, and I probably will, too. You know, don't be the mascot that is, you're going to embarrass me. I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to I'm show a, you. i must
1: tell you that I went to North Hollywood High and we were the um, North Hollywood High Huskies. And I was in the dance class because no guys wanted to take the dance class. And there was 40 girls in there. So they said, we're looking Duh. for a-. and I went, oh, you mean, I get to get, get to get out of the gym. And she goes, yeah, we need one. And all the guys went, only faggots take that. Again. <laughs> right. so I went um i actually know how to dance i've been dancing since a little kid uh how many women are in there 40 girls hmm and they're all ballet trained and stuff was in high school they were very show busy people i I went in there man i took the dance. i was the only guy in the dance class and then you know they they built all the plays around me and it was pretty cool i was an indian a wild indian i had all these squaws and i was picking them up and doing all this weird (laughs) to them you know and then um they approached me and they said you know um we really saw your play when you were there when you were that wild Indian. And how would you like to, you know, we're looking for someone. We really need someone to be the, the Husky. We can't find the right. It looks like you could do that. So I went, Oh, okay. So I got the costume. I never did this before. I never was a, you know, and I um, put on the dog costume and, you know, I'm scratching myself and doing all this stuff. And across the field was the polytechnic parrots, and we we're playing them. And I didn't know, man. I, I'm a comic at heart. So I'm seeing the parrot on the cross, cross. And I went over to the parrot like a dog and lifted my leg on the parrot, <laughs> you know? And the parrot, and I got both sides started laughing so hard. I got, I scored really big on laughs. I mean, like both sides, both teams, that the parrot got frustrated and gr- took off his parrot hat helmet, whatever it is. And it was a freaking black guy. And he's going to kill me. And you know, I'm just a Jew, you know, I'm like going, ah, and I he chased me out of the field and I never came back. He chased me the way home. I, I, I humiliated him. And I was scared to death. I don't want to be in any kind of fight. I've never been in a fight. I don't want to fight. I, I want to protect my face and my hands. I would just rather run or if I had a gun, I'd shoot you. But that's about it. So that was <laughs> The only time i actually was a mascot and i you know
0: well i i i'm amazed you that uh yeah and I've, I've been in those situations before actually but i tell you man it's a real you know it, it, you being a comic you being the one that said you know yes to things you're the one that's you know trying different things and you have accomplished so much and done so many things. I'm looking at your bio here still. I wanna I wanna add some things in here because we didn't even touch on some of this stuff. I mean, um you were in uh the film The Conversation, Francis Ford yeah. Coppola's. Uh-huh. Um you were with Ringling Brothers, uh, yeah. you had the show Shields and Yarnell, you were on Sunny and Share, Red Skeleton Show, The Muppet Show, uh. I wouldn't miss a show. It's great
1: because if you don't know, like who you're working with, unlike other shows, you can wipe the floor with them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. The Muppet oh,
1: Show goodness. was shot in London. you believe that? It was shot in London. We, we I did not know that. Yeah, it was And they picked us up in a vintage Rolls Royce from 1928. Oh, no way. You know, Jim Henson was amazing. The scripts weren't square, they were like, like rectangles. And um, it was great. They, it was a great show. Frank Oz, who did Miss Piggy, and the whole group. They, and the, people don't realize this, but they had all these famous guest stars on every week, Sylvester Stallone and different people. And we were honored to be on there as guest stars. And um, they built the sets really, really high. So you were the one who had to stand on stilts and, and you know scaffolding, but they were just standing up. And they had monitors around their waist and they'd look down and they, they weren't under a table or anything. Like when you do a puppet show, they were standing up is Isn't that cool? So the sets oh. were all made really high so they could just stand up and put their arms up so they didn't have to like, get I always the- wondered, you know,
0: isn't that, isn't that amazing? Yeah. I always wondered that the imagination, those guys have, I love the Muppet show and was enamored by it. They
1: had a gigantic puppet shop and they made all those things and they had these they were they they were really amazing. They you know, it was a, it was that was a show way ahead of its time and it
0: still holds up. Oh yeah, it's timeless. Um, yeah. I wanna, I want to I want to share one thing um with everybody. I I want to tell everybody about the time that I actually met you. Mm-hmm. In Rexburg, Idaho. So, I heard that you were perform there. And I, I immediately ran down and I, and I, I bought tickets. I bought Mm -hmm. three tickets because I, I I know who I'm going to take, uh, some redheaded twins. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, I sat there, I think I was like, I didn't want to be pro because I knew the stage and I had performed on that stage as a, as a, as a mascot. And I knew exactly where I wanted to be. I, I was, uh, I was probably about five rows back. And so I could yeah, have a good three, view three, of everything. Five, six,
1: about five, six rows back in the center. That's the best spot. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, there, I, right in the front is, is uh, you know, that's just too close. You know, it's like you want to see. Yeah. Right.
0: Right. So, so yeah, I, I sat there. I didn't even talk to these girls the whole time. I was just wide eyed. I don't think I blinked the whole time. And I mean, I was just enamored with your whole show and and you performed and entertained the whole time without saying a word. And I think at the very end you spoke and, you know, thanked for everyone for coming and everything. And, um, at the, after that, I asked these girls, Hey, you know, there's only one hot tub in town, a hot tub at the uh, holiday inn over there. And Mm -hmm. they're like, yeah, of course. So. So we went over. We we snuck in the back of the Holiday Inn. That's when they had the garden. I don't know what they call it—the garden area where the pool and and uh, hot tub and everything was. So we went in there, snuck in, got in the hot tub, and I looked at the front desk way over there. And here you walk in, uh, checking in, and I'm like, no way. So he, you walk in, you went to your room. And literally 15 minutes later, you were sitting in the hot tub with us. And oh, wow. I, yeah, I just was so excited. I, I was asking you questions and things and, um, and I was trying to explain, you know, hey, I'm, I'm a mascot, but I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I actually put a lot into this and I wanted to share this with you and everything. And you were so kind and you listened and. I was just, you became even more of a, uh, of a hero to me because you treated me. And one thing I remember that I've, I've carried on and I have used in my, you know, in my career and one thing to share with my kids and share with other mascots that are uh, into this profession is that, uh, you told me how I needed to perfect being feminine And at first I was like, wait, what? And uh, you're like, yeah, you're, you're, you can do all these things and you're very athletic and, you know, obviously you can, you know, you're in shape and everything, but you just told me if you can master uh, the feminine side of your movements as well, he says you be that much greater. And yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean anything else, but
1: that, it just absolutely gives you grace. And that's really important. You know to be able to understand the flow and the ebb of that because there's yin and yang. There's the male, the you know. I mean, you and me were tough guys. I mean, I'm like I was a gymnast and the acrobat, and but but being the graceful dancer is very important. And um, ha- having that grace and 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 having that pathos to to know when to be graceful, and to know when to be light and and sensitive. And if you look at Chaplin. And how how cute he is sometimes. How his movements, his little pigeon toes in. He goes hello, hello you know, and little things that he does. And um, it, it's it's wonderful. It gives it gives the, the performer a larger palette to work from.
0: So yeah, it's good that I he- such more depth and well, yeah, you can tell such a better story too. You know, even um, uh, Lorraine, she yeah. uh, she masculine a lot of times as well. She could pull that off. Yeah, Lorene Yarnell. She was a major dancer, and uh, you
1: know, I was—I did my first show in 1972 with Sid and Marty Croft. I played a mime, and she was a dancer on the show. But she was one of those dancers that—I don't know if you know about these cats, but they're in Hollywood back in the 60s, 70s, and 50s, and they danced on every show. I mean, they—they they were like behind Carol Burnett, Dean Martin. She was one of those. She was on those shows. Shindig. She was a dancer on Shindig. Hullabaloo. She was on the, um, um, she danced with the, you know, um, Peter Gennaro on the Hollywood palace. She was got a scholarship with the Margie Gallard champion when she was five. Um, wow. These are people way back in the day. She was on the Gary Moore show, the red skeleton show. She was seven years older than me and she was a top dancer. And back then, I'm still friends with all these guys on Facebook. They're in their eighties and 80, you know, but, um, they did everything. They, they were expert tap dancers, gymnasts, they're all ballet trained, which is the most difficult thing. They're all jazz. They're not like the hip hop dancers today where that's all they do. They did everything. So she, yeah, she saw me and, um, I saw her and she was seven years older than me. I was only 19. And, um, she, um, was enamored with, with my mime stuff. She'd never seen mime before. You know, there was Marcel Marceau, but she wasn't into that. And mm-hmm. we kind of fell in love and she, she trained me in, in, uh, in how important it is to, uh, to warm up, you know, to stretch all your muscles, to do pliés. Pliés are the best things for your legs. If you don't know how to do pliés, learn how to just do a plié. A deep bend plie, ballet, it'll, it'll save your ass forever. Your, your knees and your legs will be will be very grateful to you, um, because ballet is one of the hardest things to do, and it also strengthens the body really well. And I taught her mime, and she taught me dance. That's basically what we had had there. And um, we were a great team for many years. We worked great together. She was a great comic too. She had a great comic ability.
0: Um, because of her rubber face, you know, she was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> she had so many expressions. That's yes. right.
1: Yeah. She had, she was very, very gifted with, with having very large eyes and an overbite. And that, that really plays well when you're doing characters like squirrels and monkeys and stuff like that. She, she just pop, her face just popped. So I would always, I would, I'd would always play straight for her which is like Dean Martin or Jerry Lewis, because she, she looked funnier. She, she was, she's very pretty and had, it was a knockout gorgeous woman, but she could mo- morph herself into this crazy loony characters, you know? So that was pretty neat. I, I
0: was very lucky to have found her. Wow. You guys made such a, an amazing team. And I mean, you know, you, you, it was like, it was like looking at twins, half the time yeah. for me anyways and 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 i secretly yeah well not secretly and i know, you know i, I know. A crush on her like crazy she's yeah. very beautiful and very sexy you know i mean i mean yeah. it's like you man, know i she, was very fortunate to to see i heard um when i moved to um denver or i heard that she was she was performing in colorado springs so yeah. tickets and uh drove down there and saw her show stayed afterwards and Ooh, you uh, J- some... oh, 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 what was that did you meet her i did i did i stayed after i went out there uh, in the auditorium and um, or in the audience and then yeah she she came out after a little while and 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 met us that were that had hung around and i chatted with her and it, again it was um, I just made my day. Just made my world. I just was so excited to talk to her. Now, was she and working
1: in? A, in, a, in a, was she working in a show? What What was she doing?
0: She was by herself, her wow. own. She just performed as herself, um, wow. similar to what you did. Yeah, at uh, at Rick's College, and beautiful. I beautiful. was. I'm really glad you got to see her. That's awesome, man. Very, <laughs> very special to me. So, uh, but you know, Robert Shields is a an amazing artist uh not just physically and comic wise and robot wise but uh go check out his art well it's my go website it's just
1: my it's just my name robertshields.com i'm robert shields creations but it's just ro Robert Shields S-H-I-E-L-D S.com. And I've been an artist my whole life. I actually as I'm talking to you I'm I'm painting. Um, so I I don't just I never sit just dormant and do things. I, constantly make art and I'm very very lucky that I can I was able to springboard from a performing career into into this because my website is is uh very busy I get about 10 orders a day and I'm in about six galleries and I I was doing art shows for a while but I gave that up I don't need to do them anymore but everything on my site is free shipping I make each piece myself and it's just really fun I live in this beautiful house in the mountains and You know, near Sedona, Arizona, and um, I have a blessed life. I don't have to be in show business anymore and tour and all that stuff. As you get older, um, that gets real old, flying to Dubuque, uh, doing your show, rehearsing for 10 hours, doing the show, doing the meet and greet, and then the next day you're reined in and you're in this place and you're flying all day and you're on the airplane, and you get home, and you have jet lag, and you got another one in two weeks or a week. And then you got a tour coming up. You're nervous about that. And you're in rehearsal practicing. And, you know, you got two shows a night in Vegas and you do, I've done thousands upon thousands upon thousands of live shows all over the world. I performed for two presidents and Queens and Kings and Monte Carlo, the Prince of Prince Rainier, all kinds of shit, you know, and, um, I'm done, man. I'm like just like doing art, man. It's so much fun, you know. <laughs> I was the opening act for the Rolling Stones. That was pretty cool, man. No I, way. I was the opening act for uh, Miles Davis, you know, and I was the opening act for Sinatra, you know.
0: No way. Um these-
1: when I was with that, when I was with the Rolling Stones, um Keith was really sweet. Keith, Keith, Charlie, and um Bill Wyman at the time, and those guys just went, "Oh my God, man! Mick's got to see you." Because back, no one was allowed backstage ever, so it was just me and them hanging out, you know. And then, and then finally, Mick—they brought Mick out. He's just watching me, and th- I was with them when Mick was really amazing. He had this amazing persona that he did his moves and his his thing on stage was. Hey man, the guy was really sexy. I mean, I'm not gay or anything, and I. I but if I was, I was like, that guy is God. He's just, <laughs> he just, he just, he just knew how to play this character. It was amazing. See, he had this feminine, masculine thing going. That's what I was saying up to yep. you. About so yeah, you know, and then I was. Uh, he watched me a lot, and you know, i obviously I'm way way more trained than he is. He's not trained like I am, you know. And so I was telling him about his shoes, and I went. You got to get out of those shoes, Mick. Those, you're a dancer, dude. You're a freaking dancer. You know, treat. You're an athlete. And he, he's going. He's looking at me with his head cocked. I went. You need to wear these. These are like peezios. And. I got him to start wearing Capizios and he wore them for like 30 years until he started playing, getting older and playing stadiums and just wore tennis shoes, you know, like in the because <laughs> all he was doing was if you see them now, he doesn't do anything. He just jumps back and forth and runs back and forth. He doesn't, it's, it's all over for that kind of stuff. But then I started working with him on lunges. I went, look, you're doing this lunge with the mic because if you, but if you start stretching this muscles here, you can go all the way down, man. You can like <laughs> do the splits, and I showed him how to do that. You know, he was like, "Oh, wow!" And I go, "Yeah," because you take the mic and just go all the way down in a lunge like that. He was like, "Whoa!" I went, "Yeah." Can you imagine what you could pull off on that? You know, like uh, David Lee Roth doing Russian splits, man. You yeah. know, yeah. you know, it's like cool. You know, you just stretch these muscles, and all of a sudden, you got, you got, you got more of a game. So that was cool, hanging and teaching I,
0: dance. I've seen him perform. That's what he does, or that's what yeah. he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Oh my gosh! Yeah, man. And capizios. I, I, I've had capizios. Yep.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, they're for stage. They're great. You know, I have yeah. capizios. PZO boots made for me by, by the company. I had two pairs. They're like eight, 800 bucks a pair, you know, and oh I wore those God. for years. You know, I wore those, those, those things. And when I, when I perform, I'm sure you do this too, but when I perform, because how can you land on your knees? I, Cause I'm a very, very physical, physical, physical performer. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I, my, my, my ankles are wrapped, my knees are wrapped. And on top of the wrapping, there's, uh, of course, knee pads on top of the wrapping, and then my wrists are wrapped. You know, uh, my wrists are wrapped I for balls. Get... So my wrists are wrapped with rat with with uh, gymnastic tape because I do I do big layouts. And if you're if you're if you're when you start falling, you should teach your um, your kids this. You know, to re- always wrap your wrist with with tape. You know, with surgical tape because. Yeah. They hold the tendons in place, and so when you fall on your palms, you're not damaging yourself. And you know, I'd go out like a gla- if you if you pull off my clothes, I look like a freaking gladiator, man. I'm a, I'm, <laughs> out, to, I'm <laughs> out to draw blood, man. I, I don't just there's you know just you know that's it. You know, I land and on that my comes knee. from experience. Yeah,
0: you it's a whole thing. It. yeah. You learn
1: that from you learn experience. That too, right? you you mascots have to be able to you know, you're flying all over the place, right?
0: Yep. One time, uh, I was. I was at a game. Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he was at this game, and uh, I I was making fun of him, and um, and I Ooh. knew I knew that he would punch me, yeah. and I so so I was on my still, and I knew this was all coming. So I padded up everything. I padded up my knees because I knew I was going to fall. I'm 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 nine feet in the air. Okay. Whoa. And so I'm on my stilts and I padded up everything. My elbow, uh, I put extra shoulder pads in. I padded everything I could, up, but I didn't think of one thing. And that was my wrists. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, why didn't I think of that? So, uh, yeah, sure enough, I was making fun of him. I was calling him a big chicken and uh, in, in a certain way and, and everything. Oh, oh, I know why I didn't. I didn't pad my wrists because I was going to have boxing gloves on. Oh, so wow. I, I just I just thought, oh yeah, well, you know, yeah, to... that's enough. That's enough of padding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the 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 palm it has no padding. Boxing gloves. So right. Sure enough, he comes out, punches me right in front of everybody. I turn, and I just fall like a tree, right onto my wrists.
1: Bang. <laughs> Okay, So
0: after the game, I've got my hands in a bucket of ice, and Barkley walk. He walks in and he says, uh, I, "I pull my hands out of the ice real quick, you know. Like I don't, want, you know. Of course, I don't want him to see that I've I've been hurt." And uh, he's like, "Hey man, you okay?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no problem. I'm good. I'm good." And uh, he's like, "Man," he goes, "Look, we'll do it, again, but <laughs> let's not get hurt next time, huh?" So, yeah, I, uh, I realized then I've got to pad my wrist. So,
1: yeah. And also, you, you, I'm sure you you teach how the right way to fall because. Oh, yeah. You, oh, yeah. You never, ever, ever want to fall and not keep rolling, you know, so. Exactly. You know, and, and it really helps in real life. Like if you're on a ladder or you're doing stuff around the house and some weird happens and you're going and you know, you're going to fall and you fall and you just keep rolling. You just keep rolling. Motherfucker. Just keep rolling, roll, roll, roll. (laughs) Just keep rolling. Because the minute you stop rolling, I've I've saved my ass so many times from falling, slipping in the house on stairs, just keep falling, keep rolling. Doesn't matter if you break anything, just keep going
0: and that's that's, absolutely yeah
1: they should teach that to people because man that's how people break their arms or legs we know
0: that automatically you know yeah well i've taught my kids that but other than what we've just talked about i know there's more to 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 all this but you know what could you share with with performers that
1: i'm one of these people that whenever i see any kind of performance i immediately i can't help it it's hard for me to see Shows because I immediately start judging everything. I'm oh, I I like I, I think it's very important to keep things short and sweet. You know, like even with our sketches, we're like, okay, you establish a character. The character does this. That character responds to that. That character does that. That character goes over there. That character does this. You're getting ready for that, and all of a sudden, now you're getting ready for the payoff, and it's a fun payoff. And the whole thing was two and a half minutes. Hello, goodbye. Next piece. So it's almost like that with everything you do. You don't want to linger. Now with mascots, it's a whole different thing because you're coming in and out and you're going up and down and the game starts and you got to, you know, but every, it it would be really good if you can start developing little bits, little bits that are just amazing. Maybe you bring out a prop and you do something with it. It doesn't last long. It's just like wham, bam, and you nick onto the next one. Just the laughs there, you get your laugh, you move on. You know, so exactly I would right. say I would say just the the most important thing is to keep it simple, stupid and and to know that you're being judged, you know, and no one likes anything boring. So the minute you put on your costume as a mascot, you're in costume, you know, you're okay. in you're in you're in costume when I would the minute I put on my makeup and my costume, I am in, I am in complete character. You know, when I worked the streets in San Francisco, I was the first street mime there. Um, I got arrested five times. I became the city's largest tourist attraction. Me and the cable cars. Back when I got married <laughs> to Lorene, it was in Union Square. We had six thousand people, and made the cover of the newspaper. And the, on, I would park five blocks down from the square because I would walk to the square, and on the way, I'd walk into restaurants. I'd break out robot moves. I'd be in characters. I'd do this. I would. I would. I would. I would play it, man, all the way. By the time I got to Union Square, I was already so warmed up and so ready for mayhem, divine mischief, you know? And um, I just didn't walk in cold. So it's important to warm up your character to get that character going and whoever you're playing, you know, whether That's it's
0: a bat, so you, right? When I first started, uh, gosh, at, at Rick's College United, I mean, honestly, I would as I put the costume on something that I had to put on from the feet up. And so it it was all kinds of different parts. But by the time I put that head on, and I've told people this so many times and actually feel a change come over me. Like by the time I put that head on, I'm the character and getting to the game, I was in character. I never took my head off. I never spoke to anybody. Um, I was always in character.
1: Young performers, they go, how, how, you know, like, there's a whole thing of like, um, I have no fear. So how did I get no fear when I was as a performer? Well, I would, I would, um, I would dare myself like a movie would start. And back in the day, there were theaters which had actually stages on them. So before the movie, when everyone's rowdy and just sitting there, you know, I would just, I would just jump on stage and start doing shit. And everyone went, you, get. Me. Hell off the, what the <laughs> f- is that work? And then I, my job was to win them over, man. You know what I mean? You know, uh, I, I opened, that. I opened for the Tower of Power. You know, and the Tower of Power is a bunch of Chicano guys, gangbangers, and I, I won them over in whiteface. I won them over. I when I first came out, it was like, audience can be one-eyed monster. They're a whole Oh yeah. People. Oh yeah. If, you know, the thing is, I would dare myself and go up in places. Go. In, I would go in kitchens of restaurants and break out bits. I would go in hotel lobbies and I would perform anywhere, any place, anytime, and know that I can do this anywhere. And people are going to go, "Holy shit, man, that was great! Wow, did you see that? You know." Ugh. And that's where you want to get the to the point of as a performer. Then you know you're good. You know, when I go into Union Square, there'd be two hundred people waiting for me waiting for me because they knew whatever I did was going to be interesting. You never know what he's going to do. I direct traffic. I'd imitate police. I'd climb on lampposts. I'd climb buses. I'd hook onto cars. They'd pull me down the street. And so I was relentless. So that's that's how I did it. Now, most mime type people don't do that. That's why I don't like them. You know, I like, I'd rather hang out with mascots because they're more fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, uh, I cannot wait for people to hear this because this, gosh, you just feel the passion, and you know it, it, that's hard to share with people if they don't have, don't get it, or whatever. You know, I I, I can relate so much with this. I one time early career, uh, my team here, uh, the president of the company, he uh, he invited me to go to New York with him for uh, the NBA. The NBA meetings, you know, and uh, I, I just had like a literally two minute deal there where I, I got in costume and I ran into this huge meeting and and uh, performed just a little bit and then left. Well, as I as I walked out of this meeting, I'm in this hoity t- hotel just down from uh, Times Square. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, oh, I'm not going back to my room. I'm going out there. Ah. You know, yeah. so, so yeah. I walked out the front door of this hotel, and I just started helping people, uh you know, unload their luggage from the taxis and walking off with a piece. You know, no, wait, 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 you can't. C-. I mean, it was on top of of trucks going right down through Times Square. I was uh, standing next to the the guy with the the watches there, you know, trying to sell watches with him. I was. <laughs> you know, on and on, and on, uh, you know, it's cool. I wish I could have seen that. That must've been fun. I literally was out there for three hours. Wow. Just having a ball, just having a ball run, directing traffic. I did the, did that too. I, did, you know, climbing on cars, looking in yeah. windows from the top of their car, you know, just all that stuff and all that inspired by you. Well, oh, thanks man. I, I'm, I'm I mean, you're, 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 you,
1: you just gave me chills. That's just great. You know, I appreciate that. I really do. I mean, I just, yeah, it's the art of play, the art of play, you know, it's a great
0: art, you know, it's a. Uh, so much fun too. So much yeah. fun. And, and it's always, I tell my, I tell, I tell mascots that are learning and I tell my boys, Hey, think of, look at things like uh, what if, I can, not what if that bombs, you know, what if, what if it works? What if it works? You know, you got to look at things that way. I get where I, I throw a, um, a half court shot backwards every game. Whoa. You know, I, I, it's become sponsored. It's become, you know, all this stuff. And I hit it most of the time. Well, then I was like, you know what? I want to, I want to, I want to, let's go bigger with it. So I got a thirty-foot ladder and put Whoa. it out of center court, and then I, you know, I've gotten to where I baseball that thing through the hoop. Whoa! Um, and then, okay, well, how can I take it to the next level? That's a and lot was, of practice, man. You and you make it through the hoop every time, just just about on the ladder. I've made. Yeah. I think I've only missed that one time in front That's of amazing. people. And I and I'll throw multiple shots. I'll throw yeah you know, yeah during a during a break. Uh, but then, uh, I, I push myself, you know, I'm always trying to, we, we as performers, we're always trying to push it to the next level. So, so I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I do a backwards half court shot. I've done one on a, how about we do a ladder shot backwards? Wow. So, uh, that was, uh, that was another one I, I did, uh, two seasons ago before COVID and all that, but <laughs> it's like, you know, and it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's getting over there, getting up on that stage like you and going, yeah, what if I win? Wow. And and you're still doing it. Yep. Wow. So when's your next, when, when's your next game? I mean, are you, are you, um... so the uh, coming up in a couple weeks uh, is yeah. our uh, actually about three weeks is our opening game. Wow. So, and, yeah. That's great. And, and, and you're, and how old are you now? You're,
1: you're, you're a lot younger than me. 55. Good. Okay, good. Well, you know, when you get a, to be about 60, 63, 64, you need to hang it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll tell you why. I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll, t- I'll tell you why. What happens is the knees and the ankles and the the, li- the ligaments, um, they start to weaken. They're still strong. But they're not really able to you don't want to be in a wheelchair when you're 70. That's why I quit. Right. You know what I mean? You gotta be careful because you know, you 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 can still do everything, but you're you're getting more brittle. Yeah. So it's very really important, yeah. important to know when to quit, you know. It takes a lot longer to heal as well. It takes a lot longer to heal. And you know, because when we were young, I'd sprained my ankle. Hell, I'd still worked on it. But when you get older, it's it, you're right. It takes a lot long, longer to heal. So wow. there's, there needs to, there needs to be a time when, when, when you just go, okay, I can't, I don't want to do this anymore. Cause it's, I'm, I'm afraid to get hurt because you know, it is a lot of, a lot of wear and tear on the body. You know, and if you ever come out this way, man, you gotta let me know. I'll c- c- come on over, man.
0: I will we'll, we'll definitely, I'll let you know when I'm in the area, and I would love to go have lunch or something.
1: Beautiful. Just coming over here, we'll have you, I'll make you salad.
0: <laughs> oh, I'd
1: love it for for breakfast. I just have eggs and mushrooms. No bread, no potatoes. Sometimes I cheat, and then for lunch I have an avocado with salad. That's the best thing for lunch, man. You don't need anything. Don't eat any meat or bread or anything like that. And then for dinner I have like you know some steak or some chicken. You know that's fun. Glass of wine. Keep it simple, right?
0: Exactly.
1: Take care of your health. You're, you're all about that. You know you don't want to buy into what they're putting into our food now. It's just so many GMOs and chemicals. I was at Walmart yesterday. I cannot believe what people are actually buying. I cannot believe. One lady had this giant case of diet cream soda. I'm going, diet cream? Well, first of all, the diet cream soda has more chemicals than the the, the cream soda without any diet. So you're eating all this cancer-causing chemicals, and she's got Cheezos and Fudgicals and all this shit. That there's just process crap. So tell your people to eat right, be right, work out, be clean, and be happy.
0: Yeah, I love it. Gosh, we are a lot alike. Yeah, man. Yeah. Went from my to a late on the run, like I don't got any state. Yeah. I went from a LA late to the eight. On the run, you can tell why I stay yeah. Counting Count all this pay I chase, no sleep. on me chat lag, baby. I chase no sleep, call me jet lag babe As a professional mascot, one of the hardest things is finding creative props and toys to use while you're performing. It's hard unless you visit the store at GameOps.com. My friends over at GameOps.com have dozens of mascot-related products. Okay, here's an example. You're working on a proposal skit. They have a giant engagement ring prop to make the joke even bigger. There's plenty more at the store, so visit the store, GameOps.com, and take a look. It's awesome, man. They have everything. Check it out.